It's 5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Welcome in everybody. Patrick Johnson Show on a Monday as we are the uh, final week of uh, no opponent for ECU football. Uh, well, there is an opponent, but no game weekend ahead. From here on out, it'll be uh, either uh, open weeks or game weekends. Uh, you can say NC State is on the clock. Certainly, that was one of the many things discussed at Media Day over the weekend. And we've got uh, a lot for you from that. It's great to have you along here on a Monday. Uh, a couple of house cleaning items. Uh, our Media Day coverage, and we're going to have some audio from that over the next several days. In fact, practically all week, uh, but you can pick that up on 943thegame.com. We posted the entire show in podcast form. You can listen to that, uh, a great uh, bit of access that we had, including an exclusive one-on-one with Coach Houston that day. Uh, you'll hear that interview again in a few minutes, uh, in fact, from right now. A little bit later on in the show, Tegan Wilk, ECU Safety, will be in studio. We'll talk to him. That is courtesy of the uh, Team Boneyard NIL Collective. So we uh, appreciate that. And we'll uh, talk to Tegan Wilk, courtesy of Team Boneyard, coming up uh, later on in the show. And then we'll have Coach Houston's comments. We got uh, assistant coaches and players. We're going to kind of sprinkle that in throughout the rest of the week. And that's what we'll be doing uh, there. So that's kind of the lineup for the show today. Uh, As expected, Baker Mayfield officially named the starter for the Panthers. That surprised literally nobody on the planet. Uh, so that is uh, what is happening uh, there. As we mentioned, Tegan Wilk today. Looks like we'll have Shane Calhoun tomorrow, courtesy of the Boneyard Collective. And then later in the week, Jaira Wilson will be with us. Uh, we're also going to talk a little later in the week to Jim Zoki on the uh, schedule uh, as well. So that is uh, what we're looking at here. I want to go ahead and get a break in. Uh, and when we come back, we're going to have uh, the one-on-one that we had with Coach Houston. Patrick Johnson Show, Philip the Ref Pilkington producing. You'll have an update coming up for you closer to the bottom of the hour, but uh, a break. And when we uh, come back here, uh, Coach Houston, one-on-one with the P-Man on the Patrick Johnson Show. We had our exclusive coverage of Media Day live on radio Saturday, and if you missed it, you can pick it up on 943thegame.com under the Patrick Johnson Show tab. Uh, It is uh, posted under there now, so you can relive the magic of uh, that. We'll be playing audio throughout the week. Coach Houston at the podium and uh, more. But uh, right now, thanks to Malcolm Gray, we had the one-on-one with Coach Houston Saturday during our live coverage of preseason media day for Pirate Football. And uh, here is that interview. Mike Houston, one-on-one with the P-Man. Yours truly talking about the uh, Pirate uh, Football season 2022 and we asked how camp was, which wrapped up on Saturday with the scrimmage inside of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Good to kind of put camp uh, to rest this morning. And so uh, it's been a good day. Weather was great. Uh, had a good crowd here for uh, Meet the Pirates after the scrimmage. Yeah. So um, everything's going good. It seems to me this year in camp, the, the theme has been 
you kind of know in certain instances what you have, but it's developing depth and quality depth. That seems to be one of the big themes. Yeah, and, get, and getting on the same page. Uh, you know, I think that's that's the big stuff. You, you have a lot of guys coming back. Uh, you know, from last year's team, uh, you have some significant new pieces that you've been able to add to the roster over the over the spring and summer. And so I think uh, you know, just figuring out you know who who goes where and how everybody works together and fits together has been the big uh, big emphasis of camp. Offensive line, uh, and, and I remember talking with Coach Shank a couple years ago, and the discussion was, boy, ECU is really bringing in some talent, guys that can contribute immediately. And he said, we're not going to have that on the offensive line in year two. We're not going to have it maybe in year three, but when we get to year three, year four, we'll start to have it. seems like now you do have not only quality, but quality depth also along the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, it- first couple of years you're just trying to find five <laughs> right yeah uh and you know it's it's just tough it's the toughest position to recruit uh it's it takes the longest to develop you know young kids have a hard time playing early on that uh in, in that position so uh but you know we feel very very good about our starting five uh i would say it's not a starting five i'd say right now i feel very good about a a starting eight uh and so you know that's going to be you know what you see there early in the season uh we have a couple of guys that are younger that i do think uh as we go throughout the year they may be ready to play also so i think you've got you know 9 10 11 uh that are working right now so uh it's it's a long ways from what we uh what we had that first year coach mike houston's with us here this is great to have a coach with us uh here um what is the we're done with preseason essentially yeah. so what, what is the schedule from here on out well I tried very hard to give them as much time as I could today. You know, it's we've got some stuff this evening uh, with campus uh, Pirate Palooza tonight. Uh, the team's going to make an appearance there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a welcome back barbecue for the athletic department, so they'll uh, they'll be there. But I, I really want to get them get them away from us for as much as I could today. Uh, we've got picture day tomorrow, uh, and then uh, <laughs> you know we got to get their books to them and. Uh, you know, get them ready for class on Monday. There's that whole part of the whole thing, yeah, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. We, actually, we actually go to school. That's that's the other piece. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. So you know, the next couple of days, we're not going to do anything with football with the players. Mm-hmm. Uh, just give them time to, you know, get stuff ready for school. Uh, you know, have a great first day of classes on Monday, and then we'll gear back up on Tuesday with our preparations for NC State. I do want to get back to the offense, uh, in particular, somebody that you and I have talked about uh, on air. We've talked about a little bit off air as well. C.J. Johnson back in the fold. Where is he right now in the process, Coach? Well, he's he's fully reinstated. We reinstated him uh, July mm-hmm. one, um, and you know I'm very proud of uh, the way he's handled himself for the past uh, several months. Uh, I think he's made some uh, changes in his personal life and uh, has uh, I think losing football for the spring, um, you know, maybe had, shook him to hey you know I, I, I don't want to do this you know I, I don't want this is not the direction I want for my life. Right. Um, and I just, I'm very pleased with him. He's practiced well. He did not miss a day, did not miss a rep the entire preseason. He may be the only receiver really? uh, that, uh, you know, did that. Uh, and he had a great preseason camp. Now, he can't go back. You know, right, he's got to go forward. He and I have talked about that. Um, I just think that if he can stay on this path, uh, you're going to see the best version of C.J. Johnson in every area of his life. Uh, receiving group right now where where is that uh health-wise where is that group right now well we have we have several guys that have some tweaks that have been out this week mm-hmm. um fortunately 
those guys are, uh, you know, a lot of guys that have been with the program. So it wasn't, you know, guys that we really needed to get them a lot of reps and bring them along to mesh with mm-hmm. uh, the other players on the offensive unit. Right. So, uh, you know, we've been able to continue to progress uh, with our offensive install and, and getting everybody on the same page. Uh, we do anticipate getting the bulk of those guys back this week practicing. Right. Uh, and, you know, as of right now, we should have um, everybody that's expected for the opener. So health-wise, overall, overall, pretty well. It could be better. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Anytime you got guys that are missing practice, it right. could be better. But it's not, it's not in a bad shape. You know, you're not sitting here where you've lost two or three guys for the year. Uh, Coach Houston has been good enough to join us here. A couple more questions because uh, it's always great to catch up with you uh, one-on-one. Let's let's talk defense Yeah, uh, here. And uh, if there's a a part of your team that I know you, and you're confident in a lot of areas, but it just seems like the defense, when you talk to guys like Miles Berry and others that uh, that, that play defense, uh, Jaira Wilson, whoever you speak to, there's a little swagger there. They, they feel they're very confident uh, with, they're very comfortable with where they are with what you all are trying to accomplish, the terminology, and just, just everything you all are doing across the board. Well, I think any time that you do something and you have success and you see yourself improving, uh, you have confidence. And so I think that's what you see defensively. Um, you know, uh, we, were, we weren't very good my first year. You know, it, it was not a, not a very strong uh, roster defensively. And, uh, you know, our, our competitive spirit was not where it needed to be. Um, we've got that. You know, it's our, our front. We have a deep, big, strong defensive front. Uh, and there's a lot of guys that are going to play a lot of snaps there. Uh, and that's, that's kind of the backbone of the whole thing. And in those stand-up kids, they can all run. Uh, they're good tacklers, and, uh, and they're very, very competitive. So very, very pleased with that group. Luke Larson's closer to our age, maybe. I, yep. I, I kid that. I kid when I say that. But, I mean, that's, but you got Luke Larson. It's an honest statement. Yeah, who's an impressive guy. We're still young, Coach. And, uh, of course, Owen Daffer coming back. Right. You probably have two of the more interesting kind of characters in that spe- in those special teams <laughs> kicking roles, but very productive and efficient guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, Owen was first-team all-conference uh, last year. Now, I'll tell you what, now, he, he has had a heated competition uh, this preseason camp, uh, and it's not because he has slipped up or yeah. dropped off or right. anything. Carson Smith has had a great preseason camp. He, uh, you know, he's our, he was our backup kicker last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a very, very good place kicker. Uh, so very pleased with those two guys there uh, handling our kicking duties. Um, you know, Andrew Conrad is is competing with Owen for the kickoff uh, job. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a true freshman, has a very strong leg, really good athlete. Uh, so I think you got some good guys there in the kicker room. Um, you know, Luke Larson, uh, he turned 30 this summer. So uh, <laughs> I was kidding. He actually is closer no, to our no, he's, I mean, he's a 30-year-old grown man. I mean... <laughs> This is a guy that drove trucks in Australia, yeah. you know, for a living. Wow! So, uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you, you know you got a, a different maturity level with him, mm-hmm. uh, and you know you can talk to him a little bit different too. I mean, that's uh, he and I have a great relationship, uh, you know. But you know, it's when it's time to be serious, it's time to be serious, and he understands that. Uh, he is uh, has very high expectations for himself. Uh, he also has a great amount of self confidence, uh, mm-hmm. which I think that's a good combination. So uh, I'm excited to see what he does on game day for us this fall. And, uh, Coach, uh, it seems like every time I talk to you, I'm so excited to talk about a lot of these other guys 
Holton's kind of put a little back further in the conversation. No slight to him, but yeah. it just seems that's kind of how the, the flow goes from time to time. You know, we had him in the studio for a day uh, a couple times over the summer. He just seems a little more comfortable in his skin this year. He's had the best offseason he's had. I mean, he's physically in the best shape of his life. Uh, he's running the best I've seen him. Um, he, he really is throwing the ball very, very well, very accurate. Uh, he's very confident. Um, you know, he just, you know, I'm, during these scrimmages, you know, the coaches are in the box, they're on the sidelines. I stand right behind him. So I, I've got a great view of play in and play out everything he does. And he just has such great command uh, of our offense. And so, uh, you know, fifth year senior, you don't get any more experience than that. And uh, I know he's not the one getting a lot of the spotlight in that first game at the quarterback position because, <laughs> you know, NC State has mm-hmm. a pretty good one also. Right. Uh, but I'm excited to see what he does. Running back room, we, we uh, you get asked, that's the, how it's phrased to you all the time, the running back room, but it's still a, a, a pretty awesome uh, collection of players. Obviously, you know who 1-1A one one is. Yep. Uh, the development of that third and maybe even fourth is, is something that um, I guess we'll even continue to play out here over the next few weeks. It will. Um, you know, Pop McKay was with us last year. Mm-hmm. Kamara Edmonds was uh, at, at uh, Chapel Hill last year and transferred in this summer. Uh, and then Marlon Gunn, um, highly rated uh, true freshman right. prospect mm-hmm. out of Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Um, those three guys are the three primary guys competing for that third spot. Um, all three of them have had improvement this week. Uh, you know, I think if Marlon was a year older, uh, that would make a huge difference with him. Uh, that's really the only thing holding him back. But, uh, you know, I think you'll see you'll see all three of them probably play this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may come down to, you know, who is the best special teams guy that can, you know, help us here, help us there. Uh, you know, that's going to be a deciding factor for uh, for the most part for the travel team. But uh, it'll be one of those three. Mike Houston with us. Uh, just a couple more quick things. Is there any, any position battles that are kind of unresolved or, or somebody who's, maybe emerged i mean you mentioned the kicking situation the competition there but some guys who maybe who have emerged that you think wow they're really going to be able to contribute this year well i mean i think that uh when you look at the offensive line justin red uh and um parker moore you know those two guys you know you have you have your five that uh you know were here last year uh bailey's back healthy so you have your five uh that have a lot of the preseason been your your first unit uh but i'm telling you those two have had really really good weeks this week uh we expect both of them to play significant snaps and you could see one of them crack the starting lineup uh so mm-hmm. i think that's that's gonna be interesting to watch that continue to progress you referenced uh, Devin leary there in nc state uh and that's gonna really i think take hold here with the fans especially in pirate nation that you know it's the rivalry it's nc state uh how do you Give that its appropriate level of respect by not overhype it, uh, or is that, or do you kind of like that? That you know, hey, let's get the juices going. It's a rivalry game to open the year. Well, it's it's the season opener. Uh, it's <laughs> that a, alone. It's the, yeah, it's the season opener. It's the home opener. For the first time, and you'd have to tell me, I don't know how many years. I feel like Pirate Nation is united. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to have a full house September third. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't had that since I've been here. Uh, I've heard stories of it. Uh, uh, experienced as a visiting coach, but right. uh, we haven't we haven't seen that. So um, I, I'm just excited to you know to to kick, to kick off the season, and our kids are too. It really wouldn't matter who we're playing. I think the fact that we're playing NC State only intensifies the season. Sure. Over. If you started your study on them, yeah, 
We spent we spent a good what bit stands of out. Well, I think obviously Leary does. Um, you know, you have some new faces in the running back room, but the yeah. rest of the offense, for the most part, outside of the left tackle, who's a generational talent, um, the rest of the offense is back. So I think that you know you have a, a, a group that was very productive last year on offense that stands out. Um, defensively, I think they're going to be really good defensively this year, especially the front uh, linebacking core, defensive right. line. I mean, I, they've got a good unit. Yeah, he's, he's done a good job developing that program. This is a much different program here than when you uh, took it uh, over. Is is it on schedule in, yeah. in your mind? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it. I think it is. You know, I, I said it publicly, especially you know after that first year that you know we, we're going to rebuild it and uh, it's going to take a couple of years. Um, I know nobody wants to wait around. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but last year was probably the earliest it was going to turn the way it turned. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the program now is extremely stable. The roster is extremely stable. There's a great culture of work ethic and competition. Uh, I'm proud of the way the kids represent our institution, represent our program in the public. Um, I mean, you just watch the way they were with, you know, the fans this morning at Meet the Pirates. Uh, they're very engaging. Um, I just, I'm very pleased with where we are sitting here today. Now, we have a tough schedule, and we have very high expectations. So, you know, the next step is, you know, taking a tough schedule and reaching that next, you know, that next uh, plateau. And you referenced the uh, fans. I mean, over 15,000 season tickets. Yeah. I think it's closing in on 16 yep. season tickets. Uh, I know there's friends of mine who haven't come to games in years. They bought season tickets this year. Right. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, that's it's the reason I took this job is because people care. You mm-hmm. know, everyone everyone's passionate about uh East Carolina athletics. Everyone's passionate about this football program. Um, you know, it's football's important here. It's important to our region, and so uh, I'm, I'm I'm excited to to have the fans back behind us 100. Um, percent I can't wait to take the field uh, September 3rd. Uh, it's probably going to be hotter than blue blazes, but uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere. It's um, going to be awesome. 50,000 yeah. strong. Yeah. Hey, thank you for coming here and doing this. We really appreciate it uh, very much, and uh, great job uh, here today. And uh, we'll look forward to catching up with you. Appreciate you, the way you guys support us. You're moving over this year. Not you don't have me now Tuesday mornings. You know this, don't you? I've, you got to deal. Heard, you got to deal heard, with the hen now. I've, I've heard I've got the big dog on Tuesday morning. Well, I'm there too. Yeah. But you got to deal with 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 the big hen a little. Oh, bit. I know. Okay. Yeah, I know he. He'll, he's going to ask me some questions. I don't. Oh, you're going to get some. I know. You're going to get know, some I know, questions. I know how he is. But I'll tell you what. He and his family have been so supportive of myself and my family since we moved to Greenville, and I just I appreciate that on a personal level. So uh, I look forward to our conversations. It's going to be fun. I can't control him. Just so you know, I have no control over him there. So I can only do what I can do. Great to see you. Thank you for coming Thanks by. I really appreciate it. Look forward to the sure, season thanks. very much. Mike Houston with us there. Great interview with uh, Coach uh, Class Act. Great gentleman. And uh, a week from uh, today, the uh, first Mike Houston radio show will be firing up from Logan's Roadhouse. We'll have that for you. You can tune in at 7 o'clock this evening on our sister station, 1037 WTIB, for Panther Talk, everything you need to know about the Carolina Panthers. Baker Mayfield named the starter today officially, as we suspected. Right now, here is a 94-3 The Game sports update and Philip the Ref Pilkington with Pirate Nation, Panthers Nation, and more. News going on around both and beyond. Here's Pilk. 
Thanks, Patrick. Philip Hilkington here with your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. We will start in the NFL as the Panthers have officially named a Week 1 starter, which will be Baker Mayfield. He will start against Cleveland. He spent the first four years of his career at the dog pound. Last weekend, the Steelers knocked off the Jags 16-15 in a preseason game thanks to a one-yard touchdown reception by Tyler Sneed coming out of the two-minute warning. Sneed finished the game with three catches for 17 yards and a touchdown. Another former Pirate showed off his skills over the weekend as Jake Verdi went two-for-two on field goals and two-for-two on extra points in Indianapolis's loss to Detroit. This weekend at the BMW Championship, Harold Varner III finished even and tied for 48th in the event, which was not high enough to keep him in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Patrick Cantlay won the tournament at 14 under. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. I'm Philip Pilkington. More with P-Man and Tegan Wilk on the other side of this timeout. Back in on the Patrick Johnson Show, Tegan Wilk is with us here in the studio today. We continue our preseason uh, look at the uh, Pirates coming off of uh, Media Day this past weekend. Uh, Tegan, who looks like uh, a kind of guy you'd see modeling uh, clothing, good-looking guy in the studio with us here. I, I don't, you, you know, you're a handsome lad, Tegan. I don't mind saying that. I'm, I'm secure enough in my manhood to admit uh, when we have a guy here who's who's uh, just as handsome as I am. But let me ask you this: you, your your picture, at least the one that is currently up on the website, you have these like bulging eyes. You're you're trying to look. Like uh, like a psychopathic pro wrestler. What was that about? Because I mean, you could have a winning smile, but you decided to go with that look. What's that about? Yeah, I mean, I went with the winning smile the first year I was here. I think the second <laughs> year I was here too. Uh, that wasn't working out for me. Uh, right. It turned out to be only good for the the, uh, the ladies. So I went ah. more of a uh, pirate approach and went about gotcha. with the uh, crazy eyes. Um, yeah. But yeah, hopefully we can do something better next year too. And get some more uh-huh. reactions out of it, and just uh, see what the uh, scouting report for the other team looks like. Uh, yeah, my I face on there. Yeah, I understand. Um, we uh, we got Tegan Wilk in the studio with us uh, uh, here. Now, your, what's your sister's name? Because uh, the story we got, we'll go through the story in a minute. But your sister, she graduated about a year ago, right? Yeah, Aaliyah, Aaliyah Wilk. Okay, so Aaliyah is the reason you came to ECU. That's the story the media likes to that, tell. Yeah, and that's what Aaliyah wants to hear too. But uh, yeah, there's a couple of reasons. I'm not saying there's one reason total, but yeah, there's a, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, but I mean, yeah, we'll say Aaliyah was a huge part of that. Okay, you know, it's funny. I grew up 30 minutes, you know, south of of here in uh, Kinston, mm-hmm. and you know, it's kind of like the hometown going to the hometown college. Not exactly, but it kinda, but you know, I rarely went home. Uh, you know, or, or like rarely interacted with anything at home for the first couple of years, for sure. Uh, so were you and your sister, did you bump into her a lot? Did you like, uh, kind of dialogue with her any, uh, one way or the other? Or did you kind of just do your thing when you got to campus? Yeah. Uh, I mean, me and my sister were very close growing up. So, uh, I feel like anytime I got a chance to see her, I would probably go over and hang out with her friends. Um, but she, yeah, it wasn't just, uh, me and her, like she was very involved in my friends too. And, uh, what they, what they were doing and whatever way she could help us with whether it's walking us to our first classes uh, here at ECU like just not knowing where to go I mean you know you know how college is you don't know where where to go on the first day so right uh, yeah. whether it's walking us to class or just no, telling us where to go eat and just stuff like that I mean yeah it was a huge uh, a huge perk for me but yeah not only me but for my friends too she was yeah she was a very good uh, role model for me while I'm here. 
Well, it helps with the family, I guess, too, in that um, it's, it's you know, they can visit everybody. It's not just one right. kind of thing, right? So right, that's right. that's the good thing. And then you have relatives elsewhere in North Carolina, don't you? Yes, sir. I, I have two uh, two aunts and uncles in Raleigh, too. So, And I don't have a car here anyway, so I had to use my sister's car ah. to drive there and whatnot. So unless I wanted to drive my moped all the way to Raleigh, they're probably not good. Now the truth comes out. You wanted the wheels. That's where the that now the truth comes out. Why you yeah. were uh, hanging with your sister? Yeah, I, yeah. I you have a moped. Yeah, I have a moped. You have a moped, really? Yeah, red flames on Do it you, too. Oh, really? Yeah. So you kind of uh, have put some thought into the paint scheme, I guess. Well, right? no. See, the, the red flames weren't really planned. They were just on there. But like after after uh, after I had them, and everybody was like, "Wow, look at those flames!" It was like, you know what? I got to keep them on there. I was gonna die, I was gonna uh, paint it matte black, but uh, I kept uh-huh. the flames on. Tegan Wilk, this is fascinating. Now. I'm really fascinated in this because you're a big guy, right? No, How I want to say I, mean, I want to say I'm that big. Well, but big to be on a moped. Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's true. My legs don't really fit on. It. I gotta like have them wide and whatnot. So, do you just like uh, troll around town on it, or, or what do you? I mean, what's the furthest you've taken the moped? Uh, the furthest? I don't know if you want to reveal this. Coach Houston might not want to hear this. What's the, what's nah, the furthest? Coach you've Houston gone knows about. I think he's seen me strolling on it a couple of times actually. Uh, uh-huh. The furthest. Place I took it was probably Ironwood to go golf. That was probably ah. the fur- furthest place I took it. But I mean, it it, it goes decent, decently fast. Uh, yeah. But it didn't cost a lot, so that's that's why I got it. Ah, what's it take to fill up the moped? Three dollars. You're kidding me! Wow. Oh, yeah, I love it. Uh, how far could you get on a tank of gas? Uh, I mean, I, like a I, week. I re- yeah, I mean, I really only take it to the facility and back to the uh, back to my house. So uh, really, see, it lasts work- like a month, month and a half. Oh, see, that's working smart. Yeah. That's where you you know you already are putting in enough time running and and lifting and all this. Why why walk or tire your legs out? You exactly. need to be I, I, totally brilliant. Uh, Tegan Wilk, the smartest guy in pirate football, is on the line or is actually in the studio with us uh, with us here. Um, so your relatives in Raleigh, they're not state fans, are they? No. Yeah. Oh, um, they are. Okay my my uncle is he he uh, went to school at state. Okay, well that's permissible, yeah, I suppose. But we don't like we won't support that during football season. Like he won't cheer for. Yeah, State. I understand. Yeah, okay, he won't do that. Will he be at the game on uh, coming up? Uh, yeah, I think so. Liberty he, yeah, I think I think he'll be there, but he'll be in all purple. I'll make sure of that. Okay, well you you need to, yeah. uh, or or we'll take him on the moped somewhere and, and yeah. drive him out into the country and yeah, leave him in the field him or something. Yeah, drop him off. Yeah, and then hopefully the gas will keep keep us right on the way back. <laughs> right. Yeah, then we can get back. <laughs> uh, so. You were gonna. Uh, you were. You were. I guess you were saying before we came on here. It was ECU or Iowa State, right? Right. That's correct. What was uh, more appealing about Greenville than than uh, not to besmirch the good people of Iowa State? But I mean, what was what was the appeal to Greenville and ECU? Yeah, I mean, Iowa State was a great football town. Uh, I mean, I I appreciated everything that they did for me, um, but the love and attraction that the football team here brings to the community is very unmatched to anywhere I've ever visited whether that's I mean Penn State has a huge fan base but I think we as a pirate community are very intense which is more of my fitting and what I like more than just uh oh let's go Nittany Lions or let's go Cyclones it's we're a pirate if you're not a pirate get get out of here you know what I mean yeah I like absolutely that. Yeah. Um, you changed your number 
going into the season, right? Yep, yep, 24 to 9. Okay, what's the significance of 9? Uh, 9 is the first number I really uh, grew up playing with. Well, it was 2. I had I was number 2 when I played flag football, but when I got Two's to pick... a tough number to get in Greenville, by yeah, the way. I, I talked to Keaton about that and you know, obviously Sneed. So, yeah, t- two was a tough one to get. Yeah, it was. But, I mean, nine was more of a uh, – when, I, when I, I I was like eight years old when I got to pick it. So my dad was like, what do you want? Like, think about it hard because this is probably going to be your number for a long a long right. time. And, yeah, I, cho- I chose nine. And once I seen nine was available from DJ, I kind of texted DJ. And I was like, hey, is, are you good with me taking over, over the crown? And he's like, yeah, yeah. You do it. So there you go. DJ Ford, of course, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah that DJ was, uh, well, that was, that was solid of him to, to let you do that. Yeah. So 24 it. was just assigned to you, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. I didn't really want it. Right. That being, it, that like being said, that was, that was the, the uh, year that Kobe died too. So like, I was uh, like, okay, I kind of got to represent this for a little bit. But uh, yeah, once I got the, uh, the ability to change yeah. it, then I did. You want to change it up. I understand. Plus, I mean, Kobe aside, and I mean, Kobe's Kobe. Right. But, I mean, if you're a safety wearing 24, is the perception maybe you're not the fleetest of foot, I guess? That seems like a heavy number to be wearing. Yeah, it is a heavy number, too. Plus, if you're a white kid back there, they, they target you automatically. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's, that's, that's two things that aren't going my way. Yeah, I got you. I understand. Um, Tegan Wilk, this has been great to have him in here with us. Uh, Berwick, Pennsylvania is where? Where is it located and what is it known for? It's about 30 minutes from Wilkes-Barre, if you know where that is. It's um, yeah? yeah, northeast uh, PA, and what we're known for is football. Well, we were back in the 90s. It's kind of went downhill hill since uh, since uh, Coach Curry died. But, um, yeah, it was very known for its football um, and hardworking mindset. There's You don't go into Berwick and – and uh, have an easy, easy path. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a blue collar type, type community. And that's actually, yeah. I actually tweeted out last time I went home. Uh, like, I like I understand my reason why I play and why I do everything because when I go home, I, I like witness uh, that like people don't have it good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, is everybody that I know that came out of Berwick is like very hard worker uh and yeah didn't get anything handed to him in life which i love yeah at tegan woke nine yeah. uh on both instagram and twitter uh tiktok is at tegan woke seven i guess tegan woke nine was taken on tick what's your favorite platform social media platform uh probably instagram i i like instagram uh but that's instagram's just my favorite because that's kind of what i grew up with like when uh, yeah. maybe it was famous when i was growing up but i, I like i like to see stuff on twitter um, I'm a very big uh, like scheme guy when it comes to like football stuff, so I like to see yeah, yeah. Uh, what coaches do and whatnot on Twitter. So I like that when it comes yeah. to football. Ah, uh, I got you. Uh, what are the goals for this season? You know, as you see them for the team, but but also for you. Yeah, for, I mean, for the team, I I mm, I mean, I feel like the community wants us to go back to the bowl game and win a bowl game. Yeah. Uh, team wise, I think it's just the uh, American Championship. Uh, personal goals is astronomical for me. Um, I want to be the greatest safety to ever play the game of football. Uh, hopefully that comes this, this year. Um, but I'd be more than glad to do anything I can to, you know, help this team win. If that means I get one tackle and that's to save the, uh, 
the uh, game to, for us to win the championship, then that's the greatest accomplishment for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Um, nice to talk to you. Thank you for coming in and visited with us. It, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, you've uh, you've you've uh, more than put up with my foolishness, but really fun stuff to talk to you, though. Uh, this was good. I hope we get a chance to do it again soon. I think we need a Tegan Wilkes segment, actually. Yeah, I'm cool uh, with on that. The Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was great to talk to you. And uh, look, I hope we're able to rub this whole thing in your uncle's face uh, <laughs> on uh, on the 4th or 5th of September, so after after the game's over. Yeah, uh, thanks, Tegan, it. for coming by. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, great to have Tegan Wilk in with us. Uh, good stuff from him. And uh, we'll hear later in the week from uh, Jaira Wilson. Also, we'll have Shane Calhoun. And a lot more from ECU Media Day still to come. In fact, even though we talked uh, or re-aired the one-on-one I had with Coach Houston earlier, we're going to have uh, some of his comments from the podium coming back after this timeout on the Monday edition of the Patrick Johnson Show. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Yes, indeedy duty. We are uh, up and running here. Uh, more from Mike Houston. In fact, uh, each year we've had the Mike Houston uh, one-on-one that I do with him during the week. That is moving to talk of the town now. Uh, we'll still bring you part of that here. We'll uh, likely post it in some form as a podcast for our audience the, the the mornings that we do that. But that'll start next Tuesday, uh, one week from tomorrow. So that'll be the uh, 30th. So starting August 30th on Talk of the Town in the 8 o'clock hour, the Mike Houston one-on-one with uh, the Big Hen and myself, talking ball with the coach. All right, uh, more from Mike Houston. And uh, he was at the podium on Saturday during our exclusive coverage of Pirate Football Media Day. Coach, recapping training camp as a whole well I guess uh, you know today kind of marks the uh, the end of preseason camp uh, you know I thought uh, really pleased with how this week went uh, very pleased uh, with uh, the live work we did this week uh, I was pleased with what um, you know our, our ones and twos did uh, this morning uh, in our last scrimmage uh, now uh, you know chance for them to kind of catch their breath unplug uh, from football a little bit get ready to start class on Monday, and then uh, we're going to start uh, game prep for NC State. And so, uh, you know, just, you know, looking back, uh, coming into preseason camp, um, it's just, it's been a really enjoyable preseason camp from the standpoint of um, having a mature team, an experienced team that uh, functions the way you want them to, uh, does the things that uh, good football teams do in preparation. Um, it was a, a very solid camp and, uh, you know, the best I've had since I've been here. Coach said he has seen what he needed to see to wrap up training camp last week. I felt it all week, um, you know, coming out of Wednesday's practice, which was uh, uh, had some live work in Wednesday's practice. Uh, you know, coming out of that practice, I felt like that we had really made strides Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday off of the scrimmage last weekend. And, you know, uh, you know our, our first group went uh, about 25 plays today. And I thought outside of, uh, you know, one play uh, from the first offense, I thought our first offense executed at a very high level. Um, I think our defense is flying around. Uh, so I think that uh, we saw what we needed to from last week to this week. Coach Houston says both running backs have improved. Well, I think, you know, everybody recognizes his speed on game day. Uh, and it's pretty elite. Uh, but, you know, the things that people don't see 
is, you know, he has just such a great feel for the zone run game. Um, he's done a great job with his body uh, over the offseason, uh, you know, putting on some muscle uh, and, you know, allowing him to be a lot more sturdy this year than maybe he was last year. Um, he's a very driven uh, player also. So, uh, you know, I'm just excited to see, you know, what's next for him. Uh, I think Rajay has uh, made the same strides. So I think we had a, a fantastic, uh, you know, set of starters there last year with those two, and I anticipate them to be, um, you know, that same thing for us this year, uh, only I think that they're both improved. Coach Mike Houston asked uh, if camp was more enjoyable this year. The kids would say no. <laughs> I can promise you. Uh, and, and that's part of, you know, I felt that this week also. About Thursday and, and yesterday, you could tell that, uh, you know, it, it's been a grind. Um, and, but the enjoyable piece comes from, you know, it, it wasn't like you had to just, just demand them constantly on about their effort or, you know, you didn't have to just stay on them about, you know, physicality. Uh, you know, if you put the ball down in a, comp uh, a competition setting, they're going to go hard and they're going to strike each other. You know, they're going to play good football. And uh, that's, that's enjoyable. Uh, because now you can you can coach the fundamentals, you can coach schemes, you can you know coach you know cohesiveness and getting everybody on the same page, and you know you kind of pass the deal of you know having to push so hard to get effort uh, out of them. Because now you have you know a lot of older players that that's that's what they know, that's what they believe in, that's what they do, and so the younger kids, you know, it's either you know you you step up along with them or you stick out in a negative fashion. So uh, that's the enjoyable piece. Uh, it is our Pirate Report, Coach Houston's comments from the podium Saturday from Media Day, and he was asked about some of the transfers that came in through the portal. Well, I think the kids that we brought in uh, have acclimated well. Um, you know, Isaiah uh, and Jalen, in particular on the, uh, in the receiving core, have really meshed well with our returning players. Um, I thought Justin Red uh, looked really good today on the offensive front. Um, you know, you look at defensively, I thought Chandre had a, uh, a good end of the week this week, uh, did some good things today. So, you know, all those guys are older, they're experienced, uh, pre-Washington. Uh, you know, they're all guys that have played a lot, uh, Chance Bates. Um, and I think they fit in really, really well with our returning players, uh, and they're going to see significant playing time on game day. And uh, he talked about the competition at punter. Well, I think Luke's had a solid preseason camp. Uh, so, you know, he's going to be our starting punter going into uh, the season. Uh, we feel like we have solid guys uh, depth-wise on the unit um, across the board. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of a battle still for the backup punt job between David Chapeau um, and uh, Andrew Conrad. But, uh, you know, those two are battling it out for the backup punter's job. Uh, so, you know, haven't really solidified that yet. But, uh, you know, pleased with Luke. And uh, Mike Houston talking about on how well his team has been conditioned this year. That's, you know, that's probably been the you know, most significant growth in the program. I mean, you guys, a lot of you guys covered the program you know, before. Uh, and you know, when we got here, we, you know, we didn't look like an American Athletic Conference team. Uh, but you, know, you saw the kids on the field today. I mean, we look like we belong in the American Athletic Conference. You know, our, our fronts on both sides of the football were big, we're athletic, we're strong. Um, you know, you look at the, the stand-up guys, uh, both sides of the ball. Uh, I mean, we looked the part. 
Uh, so, you know, Coach Williams, uh, I think he's the best there is. Uh, he's, uh, the kids think he's the best there is. Uh, and he's done a great job with his staff in developing our, our, our roster. Uh, today's Pirate Report, comments from Mike Houston at the podium Saturday at uh, Media Day. We're reliving some of them for you. Uh, Coach was asked about his first game against State compared to the one this upcoming year. We were non-competitive in that game. Uh, it was embarrassing, honestly. Um, the program is, I mean, there's no comparison at all. Uh, now, that being said, uh, their program has made drastic improvement also. You know, I think they won three or four games that year. You know, coming in, this is the highest-ranked NC State team preseason in school history. So you have arguably one of the best teams uh, NC State has ever fielded coming to Dowdy Ficklin September 3rd. Uh, so what you have, you know, here in the opener is, you know, two much, impro much improved programs, uh, two much improved teams. Uh, it's going to be a good ball game. Uh, you know, we're going to find out a lot about ourselves. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's night and day of what that game in 2019 was. Yeah, you know, I think regardless of the outcome, and, and obviously you want to win, uh, this is a great measuring stick early on for ECU. And it's going to be against a, you know, unlike last year when the, if you will, marquee out of uh, conference opponent was uh, South Carolina, who is, you know, despite the strides Shane Beamer has made, was kind of, is, is a lower level SEC team in the East, right? And so I, I think this is a real, this, we'll, we'll see a lot about how much this program has grown under Mike Houston coming up on uh, Saturday week, as we say back home. Um, and uh, kind of going back to those transfers and the new guys learning the playbook, that was something that Coach Houston was asked about on Saturday. If you're talking about newer players as far as those older transfers that have come in, um, that's the big thing. You know, that's, that was the big focus this summer. That was the big focus during preseason camp. Like I said, though, all those guys are fourth and fifth year college football players. So it's not like, you know, they had not played in, you know, similar schemes, you know, where they were. Uh, so I, th I think they've, they've acclimated well. Um, you know, the ones that are struggling to acclimate, you know, as always, are the freshmen. Um, I do think we have a couple of freshmen that may see, you know, a significant time this year. Uh, and that's the biggest thing that's going to hold them up, um, you know, just grasping the playbook, acclimating to the speed on game day, acclimating to the physicality, uh, because it's a lot different, you know, in the high school football field compared to what's what's going to be out there September 3rd. Yep, absolutely. Um, and uh, Mike Houston talked about not needing to motivate the guys for week one. Of course, it's the opener. I don't know why you'd need to motivate anybody anyway, but uh, there'll be a lot of extra motivation uh, for week one. Motivation is not going to be an issue for that, that opener. Um, you know, it's the opening game. Uh, you don't need motivation for the opening game. Uh, it's an hour and 15 minutes between campuses. Uh, there's a lot of history between us and NC State. Uh, the guys that were on that field in 2019, and there's some that were on the field in 2018, uh, they don't need any extra motivation. Uh, it'll be a very motivated roster that takes the field that day. Um, I think playing in the American Conference does give our kids confidence. Uh, you know, we went toe-to-toe -to -toe with the top teams in the conference last year. Um, you know, probably should have had a couple of wins there that uh, we didn't get at the end of a couple of ball games. But our guys, uh, they're confident uh, playing anybody, to be honest with you. 
Mike Houston on the competitive nature of his Pirate Edition in 2022. Like I said, when you put the, when you put the ball down in a competitive setting, they go at each other. Uh, it was highly competitive. Um, we had a few scuffles, which you're going to have that during camp, uh, especially early on. Uh, you had to run them a little bit and just tell them, listen, you can either fight or you can run. You, you decide. Uh, but I, I like that intensity. You know, I like that competitive spirit that they have in them. Um, you know, I thought early on uh, and, you know, last week's scrimmage, I thought the defense was a little bit ahead of the offense, but I think the offense had a very good week this week. You know, we saw uh, the potential uh, that we had thought we had uh, throughout the week this week and again this morning from our offensive players. Uh, we continue on here. A couple more cuts to get to here. Uh, the receiving core was talked about, and uh, some of the newcomers on that, Mike Houston discussing uh, that with the media assembled on Saturday. But I'm happy with uh, how well our receivers have meshed uh, with our quarterbacks and with the rest of our offenses as, as we went through camp. Because that was, you know, you thought what you had on paper, but still getting on the same page and seeing them do it together, uh, that was a, you know, something that we hadn't seen yet, but I'm, I'm pleased standing here today. And uh, final cut here from our uh, Pirate Report today, Coach Houston, when asked about what he learned from all the close games that the program played in last year. Well, I think everybody did. I think uh, there's no substitute for experience. Uh, I think that's you know kind of probably what held us back a little bit early in the season is learning how to win those close games. Uh, you know, late in the season, winning those close games, you know, it was all the difference in, in our season. You know, winning on the road at Memphis. Uh, you know, winning uh, on the road at Navy. Uh, you know, those those kind of games are the ones that are difference between you know a disappointing season and a and a bowl bid. So. Uh, I think our whole roster learned a lot uh, last season, you know, from those victories. That is today's Pirate Report. And uh, we appreciate uh, Coach Houston not only taking time to do the one-on-one -on -one with us, but also uh, the uh, access that uh, they gave us for this uh, weekend. You can relive that on uh, the podcast. The complete show is there, 943thegame.com. Thanks to Coach Houston and Tegan Wilk. Also, thanks today to Philip the Ref Pilkington. And also, uh, thanks to uh, Cookie, Chris Cook, uh, for their help today. We'll be back tomorrow with uh, more from Media Day. And uh, we're going to have a very special interview in the studio with Shane Calhoun, Pirate Tight End. That's all coming your way tomorrow on the Patrick Johnson Show at 5. See you then. For over 100 years, the families at Bertie County Peanuts have been growing and selling peanuts. Much has changed since 1919, but...